get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. Danny Mac joins us now via the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to break down what he saw from the broadcast booth last night. Dan, first of all, tremendous call last night. Thanks so much for the time this morning. How you doing, man? And what was that like for you from the broadcast booth? Oh, man, that's the first time I've heard that. It's gut-wrenching. It was a great game. The defense was really good for the better part of the game. Um, and I found it interesting that you had Yepes in left and you got Nolan Gorman at second. There's no Nolan Arnato. Yachty isn't behind the plate, and yet you had a chance at history, and uh, it was such an entertaining game. And the thing I was thinking about a lot was the fact it was almost like you know, you've seen Kevin Costner and you know, for love of the game. <laughs> you know, I was thinking like Michael is going through that where – I mean, think about where he's been, where his career was at a crossroads. He's obviously got talent. Uh, It's not working here in the big leagues. He's got to go to Japan to figure some things out. He comes back stateside. He's got connections to the Cardinals. He comes here. He has an unbelievable first year, parlays that into a big deal that'll take care of he and and his family for the rest of his life. And and here's a, a night and a moment and a game that he'll never forget. And he comes up one pitch short, one strike short. So those are my uh, my thoughts from the game. It was it was highly entertaining, though, to say the least. It was entertaining, Dan. And, I mean, we know how gut-wrenching that has to be for Miles Michaelis and for those guys in the dugout. But you personally, as a fan, I mean, you've called so much Cardinals baseball. What was that like for you? Because if I'm not mistaken, you have not called a no-hitter, correct? No, I have. You have? I've, I've okay. Called, yeah, I've called multiple no-hitters. Um, not, so I've, I called the Bud Smith no-hitter on radio with Mike Shannon uh, in San Diego on that fateful night, which was, I, I think every no-hitter, even though they seem to be more commonplace now, um, has such a unique story. And in, in Bud Smith's case, it was, uh, you know, he's 130-plus pitches, and it was gut-wrenching for Tony and for Dave Duncan at that time uh, to keep him in the game because – you know, Dave later told me, he's like, man, I was hoping he would give up a hit so we can get him out of there. I don't want him to get hurt. And then I called the Johan Santana no-hitter yeah. against the Cardinals. And I remember talking to Terry Collins at spring training the following year, and I said, was that the most difficult? And before he could even say it, I, I could get it out of my mouth. He said, yes, it was the most difficult game I ever managed in my life. And he said, in the background of that was that Santana had had arm issues and shoulder issues. And they were being extremely cautious with him. But here's a guy that may never get this shot again, and he was going to let him do it like Ollie did last night. And I remember Terry Collins, he had tears in his eyes in the ninth inning before the no-hitter had even been completed. 
to see this historic milestone and what it means for an individual. It is life-changing for the individual. You are one of a select few that's ever made it to Major League Baseball and then one of the very select few that's ever thrown a no-hitter. So last night, that's what kind of was going through my mind. And uh, they're fun to call, man. I can tell you that. I, I love the moment. I love the big moment. And uh, it's great. I, I just uh, I wish he would have gotten that final out. It would have been uh, awesome to see. Dan, did you think Bader was going to catch it? <laughs> I did. I, I did. Now, I did note in the ninth inning that they were playing in. The outfield was playing in. And in the no-hitters I've called and seen, the outfield, generally speaking, will come in. They're going to cheat in. They don't want anything to fall in front of them. And if you're going to get beat, you get beat over your head. And if he's not going to catch it, like others have said, then probably nobody else is. I thought he had a pretty good jump on it, great effort. It's just one of those balls that, uh, you know, doesn't find a glove and you move on to the next one. We're talking to Danny Mack for another few minutes here on 101 ESPN. Uh, Dan, pick, big picture wise, the Cardinals now have won five of their last six games. The only loss was that seven to six loss against uh, Cincinnati. They're taking care of these bad teams that are on their schedule right now. And over the last few, it's been the offense that has really been the storyline and specifically Paul Goldschmidt. We talked to you, I think it was last week, and you said you're not sure you've seen somebody hit like this or get this hot in maybe ever, especially with the month that he just had. He just keeps doing it, Dan. What the heck am I supposed to make of what we're watching right now from Paul Goldschmidt? It's the best I think he's ever played in his career. I I would assume he would agree with that. I bet if you asked him his numbers, he would have no clue at what they are, and I'm serious about that. Some guys say, no, I don't look at it. And you're like, yeah, whatever. But this guy, I don't, I don't think he does. I, I think he's an ultimate team player. He's not a me player. Um, and what do I make of it? I, I make of it is ride him out as far as you can, because right now he is the MVP of of the National League. And in terms of the big picture of the Cardinals, I would say taking two or three against Cincinnati was was good, really good, because they had three very good pitchers. And looking at Cincinnati, what did they start, BK? Was it 3-19? and mm-hmm. I think it was, they're four or five games above five hundred since that time. And it's in direct correlation with pitching. You know, it's Ashcraft, it's, it's Hunter Green, it's Luis Castillo, and you're able to take two out of three. So that's, that's a good series win, even though on paper people will say, well, it's just the Reds. And I understand that. It's not a good lineup. Defensively, they've got their issues. But pitching-wise, those three guys are legit. Um, so that's a good thing. And now that you got clarity coming back tonight, you're getting healthier in your rotation, um, and you're taking care of business against the lesser teams, which you're supposed to do. Uh, I, I just think it's the that if they can stay healthy, it should be their division to win. I felt that going in, and I feel that way now. Dan, you mentioned them. Um, what are realistic expectations for Jack Flaherty's return? Well, tonight I would say, you know, the idea was to get him to 90 pitches one way or another in a rehab start. And tonight I think it'd be more of the eye test because you're in a major league game and he's going to be more amped up in this game than if he was pitching down in Memphis. So you got to be careful with him. But expectations would be if he's right, you know, four or five innings, maybe six, back him up with Palante. And, and then if you're the Cardinals, you're thinking, let's get a sweep. Let's get greedy. What does this mean for the bullpen to be able to have Jack Flaherty back into the rotation, Dan? I think that's the big question I want to ask Ali is, and I think specifically is what does it mean for Andre Pallante or Zach Thompson? You know, do those guys, which one of those guys goes back down to the bullpen and, and allows you then to, to get more length out of others that are not the big three Gallegos, Helsley and Cabrera. 
you've got to have somebody else step up. And whether it's Drew Verhagen or it's Palante, Palante's done it. I, I think that's the spot maybe they go to. But Palante's been really good in the rotation. I, I just don't know where they go in that in that regard. I could make a case for both Thompson and Palante to stay in a rotation. But somebody outside of those three, the big three, has got to step up. So what it means for the bullpen is that it, it's someone – um, you know, that's not the big three that will get an opportunity to pitch in many, meaningful games, meaningful innings. And so that's uh, that's something that I look forward to seeing here in the next week or two. Dan, final question that I've got for you. We'll get you out of here on this one. Nolan Gorman, couple of plays defensively yesterday at second base. The base running play, which you had a great call on, you mentioned during the play that they practice this. This is something that they do regularly, and so they were ready for that exact situation. But for Nolan Gorman to be the one that ended up executing it, not just trying it, but executing it, uh, those are two things that I wasn't sure, honestly, we were going to see from him. I knew we had the big bat, but to make a couple of plays defensively like that and a, a close to no hitter and then the base running play, what does that say about Gorman, where he's at at this point in his development in his big league career? Well, I'd say he's paying attention, and uh, that's number one. And there's a lot of things I could say about this, but you know, look at what he's done in his short big league career. You know, he goes to Pittsburgh, goes 5 for 10, has a couple of doubles, comes home, starts 0 for 11, and they say, hey, man, they're, they're getting you out, fastball up and in. you got to get that foot down. Don't do the toe tap. So he stopped. He spread out and starts hitting bombs. I mean, that's impressive for a young player, any player at the major league level, to do that. Um, Gorman was the one, I believe, that was running at Wrigley Field where they tried that play that you're referring to with the base running uh, yesterday. And so when we got on the plane to go to Tampa, I said to Ollie, I go, was he hurt? Is he trying not to slide? You know, is something going on? Hamstring, knee? What? He's like, no, no, no. That's a play we work on. And then he told me about four or five others, and I'm not going to say them publicly in case somebody uh, would be sitting there listening and, and saying, oh, be, be aware of this. But he went over four or five other things. He said, hey, watch out for this. We may try this. We may try that. It's a fascinating play, and it's a smart play because he gets there, you beat the tag or you beat the force and then the run scores. So you, you basically in that regard, cash in the out for the, the run. It's, it's a hell of a play. And then defensively, the backhanded play, he made a diving play to his left to take away a hit. Good play. But the backhanded play to his right going up the middle was tremendous. I really liked him BK defensively. What I saw at third base a couple of years ago, saw him a bunch in spring training I thought he was really good. He's got a good arm, and I think that's one of the things that allows him to make that kind of play. If you have that kind of arm, uh, it might make up for some of the deficiencies you have range-wise. And then it, as it pertains to a no-hitter, you're going to look back on certain no-hitters, and I bet every one of these guys that's thrown one can say, oh, that was the play. That surprised me, or this happened, and I got a little lucky. That was the play that you would have looked back at this morning that we'd be talking about saying, that saved the no-hitter. So. He's been really good, and I think he's done a really good job. It's uh, it's interesting with DeYoung, the way that he's hitting down in the minor leagues. How does that complicate the immediate future of Nolan Gorman or somebody else? But uh, time will tell. But you know what? So far, so good. And I think we always have to remind ourselves, he just turned 22. i got to remind myself, Dylan Carlson, I believe, just turned 23. You know, it's a young group of kids, so they're learning on the fly here at the major league level. You don't see guys... It was one of the things I was going to talk about on the game tonight. 
you don't see guys getting a thousand at bats or fifteen hundred at bats anymore in the minor leagues. It, it just doesn't happen. They're pushed and they're put in uncomfortable spots on the biggest stage. And so far, so good with Nolan Gorman. It's been impressive. Dan, we appreciate the time as always, man. Enjoy the game tonight. Hopefully the Cardinals are able to get this sweep, and we'll talk with you again next week. Love doing it. We'll uh, talk to you guys next week. Thanks yes. for having me.